All right, everybody, let's go to the word this morning. Wow, we've had a tremendous time in the Lord. Um, we started uh, a, a kingdom currency last week called worship. And um, I pray that's been a blessing to you. If you're just coming in on the kingdom currency uh, series, it's okay. You're fine. You can go out to our website and look uh, at, on um, it, click on media on our website. There's a drop down. You can say watch online. You can watch Sunday service or you can go to listen online and it'll take you to our podcast. And for those podcasters out there, our service is podcast on Apple Music. I'm sorry, Apple podcast. And you can just click on or type in Tim Fryer Ministries and our uh, service is there. And so uh, you can get caught up that way. If you missed last Sunday, it's out and available for you. Um, we really had a great time in the Lord. And so I will not go back and talk about any of that, although I'm tempted to. But I know me, if I do, something else will leap out and I'm not going to do it. So uh, worship, what we left off last week, we left off at telling you that worship is a currency and the exchange for worship is presence, all right? And so I wanna go forward here and let's take a moment. And I really feel like the, the, the atmosphere is already saturated in prayer. So let's, let's keep moving, if y'all don't mind. Okay, let me get some hearts to make sure you're with me. Let me check you out here, I'm looking, I'm looking to see. Y'all with me? Okay, good, good. Has this, has this series so far been helping you? I know we've only covered uh, really one with faith, but we're starting, uh, we'll finish up worship today. And let me, I can't wait to tell y'all, uh, listen, I'm already at like week five of this series in my head, but uh, we're adding another currency that the Lord showed me this week past. And uh, he whispered to me and said, don't forget this currency. I'll tell y'all the story when we get there. Okay. All right. So where we left, we were talking about Moses and Moses asked the Lord in uh, asked God in Exodus chapter 33. He said, show me your glory. And so when God uh, goes through the uh, executing his request in him saying, I want to see more. What God really does is he starts worshiping himself because worship brings forth the presence of God. Go back and listen so you can catch that up. Okay. But now to go forward today, David picks up on the same thing. And I want you to see that in Psalms chapter 22, Psalm 22 <coughs> verse three. I'm spoiling y'all cause I'm putting the scriptures up on the screen for you. <clears throat> Here's what David writes. David writes, but you are holy enthroned in the praises of Israel. Now, I think, you know, this is a very popular scripture, particularly in uh, worship settings and, and with worship leaders. Um, but let me tell you, when you go back and start this, uh, start this particular psalm, we find out that David is not happy. He's asking God, why have you forsaken me? And why have you, you know, where are you in the middle of all of this? And so what David does in the midst of his anguish, he reaches for worship. 
Okay, why? Because David knew that when he did, God would come in. So here's what David says, that you are enthroned. The word enthroned or you inhabit. So you inhabit the praises of your people. That's what that's what the, the King James Version says, for thou inhabits or ha inhabitants the praises of his people. Uh, the version we read says that you are enthroned. The word is yashab in the Greek, which means to sit down. So what, what David is teaching us here, and although David is upset and in anguish and frustrated about everything that goes on in his life that was going on in his life, in the middle of his frustration, he stops and says, but you are holy. <laughs> it's kind of like, why have you forsaken me? You left me out here. Where are you? I mean, then he switches for a second. He says, but you are holy. And if I'm going to get you where I am, I'm going to have to shift some stuff. Because what I realize, God, is what David is saying is when your people praise you, they create for you a seat. I think I said last week that we uh, that God uses us to build a spiritual house. When we start worshiping God, God says, that's my kind of atmosphere. And I'm getting ready to step right in here. And their praise has set a space or built a space for me to sit down in the Latin. It's the word cathedras. It's like what he's saying is for thou, O Lord, inhabits, lives in. The praises of Israel, Israel, your people build a cathedral for you. Eh, that's what he's saying, that that your people build a cathedral and you sit down in it. Because David wants us to understand that when things get heavy. Reach for the currency of worship. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? Are you hearing me? Yeah, see, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess up my time. When we look, let's look at this for a second. Y'all got your Bibles? Go to Psalm. Because there's something in here that, that always intrigues me. Psalm, where we are, chapter 22. Okay. He starts out, here's what's interesting. He starts out saying what Jesus ends up saying on the cross. Verse one, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He goes on and says, uh, why are you so far from helping me? Anybody ever felt like that? Yeah, this is why this this currency is so important. But watch it. He says, why are you so far from my groanings? I'm crying out to you. I'm sick of some stuff. He says, verse two, oh, my God, I cry in the daytime and you don't hear me in the night season. And I'm not silent in the daytime. I'm hollering at night when everything is supposed to be quiet. I'm still crying out to you. I'm frustrated. But then he steps into verse three and he says, but you are holy. <laughs> Enthroned in your your praises. The praises of your people, Israel, our fathers trusted in you. They trusted in you and you delivered them. So now David's anguish starts, listen, bumping up against the testimony of those who have gone before him. 
and it has built. Listen, worship y'all. Whenever you start crying out to God, even in frustration, bank on this one. When you start crying out to God in frustration and saying, I've been calling out to you. Something in you will start lifting up a testimony that says, oh, wait, but the last time I called on you, you came through. You didn't come through when I wanted you to, but you came through something in David in crying out to God. See, that's why I say that if you're going to pour your heart out, you need to pour your heart out to God. The challenge we have is that we're pouring our hearts out to the wrong people. And so what comes up is not a testimony. What comes up is depression or, or being angry or being hurt or gossip or decisions that ain't godly. But God says, you pour your heart out to me. I'm big enough to handle your anguish, your anger, your frustration. But when you pour it out to me, your spirit man will kick in and start whispering. And it says, you remember the last time? And all of that anguish turns into praise. Because it says that if you have done it, you'll do it again. <laughs> if you were faithful, then you'll be faithful now. All I got to do is wait. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And so David realized in the midst of all his anguish that what he was saying is, you know what? Let me pull it together because I'm starting to remember some stuff. The first thing I remember is that when I praise, it builds a seat for you. I've been waiting on God to show up. Have you spent time in worship? No, no, no. I'm not talking about time in uh, problem solving. Well, I'm just going to pray and ask God to fix this. No, 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 no. I'm talking about worship. Remember what I told you last week when God walks in front of Moses, he declares his character. And so what we have to do, even in the times when we're like, I'm calling out to you. His character, that's what David does here. He goes on to say, our father's trusted in you. So we know that your character is that you are trustworthy. Man, I'm preaching good already. So that's what David wanted us to know. He says, listen, I'm stressing. And I'm wondering where he is. But when I get to worshiping him, I realize that he will come in right where I am because of my worship. Y'all with me? So you got to reach for the curses. So then here's what I want to do. I want to spend the rest of our time on this. I just got three things and I'm out. Just three and I'm out. I want you to, I want to tell you when to use this currency. Now, I'm going to give you three. It's not an exhaustive list. I'm just going to give you three because of time. But I'm sure in your meditation time, you can come up with a million other reasons or times when you should be reaching for the currency of worship. Y'all ready? All right. Here's number one. When do you use currency? When do you use this currency? That's the question. When do I use this currency? Number one, use it when you're in dark places. <sighs> yeah, this is I like it. I love it. I love it that when you're in dark places, when you're heavy, reach for that currency. Come on. Before you reach for the bottle of wine, reach for that currency. 
Hey, I didn't tell you not to look at you getting mad. You about to swipe. Don't swipe up. I didn't tell you not to reach for the wine. That ain't what I'm here for. I am going to tell you, though, that you should reach for this currency of worship when you're in dark places. Go to Acts chapter 16. I'm going to show you a few things today. Acts chapter 15. 16. Acts 16. Here's what it says. Started at verse 25. We've heard this story before but here's what it reads but at midnight paul and silas were praying and singing hymns to god and the prisoners were listening to them suddenly there was an earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken lord have mercy and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Let me stop right here. Now, we know this story, right? That's what we say. At midnight, Paul and Silas was praying. I love what the text says, but let me, I'll get here in a second. So here's what was happening. Paul and Silas, was, uh, they were going through the town and they were sharing the gospel, right? Well, for two days, there was this woman following them who had the spirit of divination and, uh, she didn't know them. They didn't know her. But because of the spirit of divination, she was able to tell the, uh, everybody in the community, these men follow Jesus Christ and they're teaching us the, a different way. Kind of trying to call them on the carpet. Since y'all trying to be so secretive, we're going to put y'all on front street. I'm going to blast y'all out. Right. And so that's that is because there is a spirit of the age that can also tap into what we understand prophetic stuff to be, okay? It is not something that, it is something that the enemy has known and tells somebody. What God does, God reveals in a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, what is unknown. So she has this spirit. Paul gets sick of it. <laughs> and they said on day two, Paul was like, I have had enough. And he turned around and looked at the woman and said, come out of her. And at once, the text says, the demon came out of her. I don't want to get caught up here, but I do want to talk about the fact that the saints, y'all, when are we getting that kind of power back? When are we getting that kind of power that when we know that hell is on our tracks, we just stop where we are, look hell in the face and tell the devil to come out of that thing. Come out of him. Come out of her. Leave my child alone. Come on. That's the kind of power God wants us to have. We're so busy looking like the world. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. So as a result of them casting the devil out, the man that owned her, because she was a sideshow, that's how he got money he was a producer she was the talent you know call 1-800 call 1-900 you know call this girl and she's gonna tell you you know your history tell you your future that so they lost the prophet he this man goes and tells the authorities they arrest paul and silas but listen they arrest paul and silas in a way they treated them as if not as if they, it was a misdemeanor, not as if you're stealing profit from me or you're stealing uh, 
a worker or, or a property from me. They treated Paul and Silas as if they were murderers. The text says that they put them in the innermost prison. Okay. They put their feet and their hands in stocks. So this is not when I say stocks, I don't mean handcuffs. Actually, what I mean is this big bar with these hoops under it and their hands and their arms are chained in. I mean, they were like total, like maximum security prison. And all they did was cast the devil out. But the Bible says here that at midnight at this dark place, they started, listen, praying because prayer is a form of worship. That's what David was doing back there in Psalm 22. The text says that they started praying and singing hymns. I love it. I love it. I love, I love, I love the Bible because the Bible could have just said they were singing songs. I don't want to. I, uh, because hymns. Are significant and so in in our in our newfangled church we don't want to sing hymns you know that's old school I mean that's old school these the new people don't like that that's because the new people don't know that and hymns are significant because their theology was so sound okay the passion and the emotion that came from uh, oh how I love Jesus oh how I love Jesus it is so it is an expletive oh I love him so much that I do not have a word to put here so I just say oh how I love Jesus are you hearing what I'm saying it is it is the word him or hymnal is the prefix is the word hymen oh I ain't got time to do ain't even my notes I'm just sharing I'm just giving y'all some 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 stuff that I normally train worship leaders on you know what a hymen is ladies it is the thing that that veils your femininity and that when when that woman gets married and it's the first time and the man enters in it breaks the hymen and it releases blood they started singing hymns and the text says their chains were loose because there is a certain kind of song that brings deliverance and breaks chains in your life. They sing hymns, the things that break through. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? Whew. So when they started singing and praying, the presence shows up. The text says that there was an earthquake. Shook the foundation of where they were. And their chains were loosed. Come on. The doors were open and their chains were loosed. I, that's what worship does. Watch. Worship will set you free. Even when you've not been made free. What are you talking about, Pastor? When you go through and read the text, you just go through and read the text that after it happened, when the jailer kind of came to himself, the jailer was about to kill himself, the guard. And Paul cries out and says to him, do no harm for we are all here. Wait a minute. 
I thought the presence of God came in to set them free. That's not what the text says. The text says that the presence of God came in to loose them. Oh, listen, because when you worship, God steps in and gives you what you need. Listen, the same jailer or guard who was about to kill himself, when he came and saw that everybody was here, Paul started ministering to him. And the Bible says he invited Paul and them to his house and the whole house got saved because God says, I'm not getting ready to free you right here because there's some other work, but I do want to loose you in the midst of the situation that you're in. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. And for some of us, God is not setting you free yet. He says, but I do want to loose you in the situation because when you get loosed in the situation, other people get saved. Ooh, I'm preaching real good right through here. Y'all don't believe me? Come in, Hebrew boys. The Hebrew boys who were bound hand and feet and were thrown into a furnace and the king himself looked in the furnace and said, wait a minute, didn't we put three in there? But I see four. And they're walking around because in the fire, God shows up. Why did God show up for them? Because they was worshiping him outside the fire. And so when they worshiped him outside the fire by telling the king, we ain't going to bother you. They said, our God is able. And even if he doesn't deliver us, he, now they said, our God is going to deliver us. And even if he doesn't, he is able. Baby, that's worship right there. See, we keep thinking worship is just going in. Oh, we will win all the way in. No, real worship is when you can say of your God, he, he will deliver me. But if he doesn't deliver me, he's still able. <laughs> and when they got in the fire, hands bound, feet bound, the fire loosed them. The fire loosed them. That's when God steps in. He said, let the fire burn off the ropes that's on your hands and feet. And we're going to walk around in here for a little while. And so when the king looks back in there, the king gets saved, declares to everybody that we're going to worship their God and we're going to give them a promotion because worship in dark places looses you in a place to the, to, to, to the degree that you can be free even though you've not been freed. God has said, I still got some more work to do in this situation. I ain't bringing you out of it just yet. There's some other souls that's going to come out with you. There's going to be some other lives that come out with you, but your worship has brought me in and I'm going to loose you in here. And people going to wonder how you walking around in the fire. How is it that the prison doors are open, but you didn't leave? Cause I go, I, I'm on God's plan. And when I worship God, he comes in and the discomfort I had from being in stocks, I no longer have. And I know how to be free, even though I've not been freed. Mom preaching real good right here. Somebody need to start worshiping on your job. Cause you keep complaining and trying to get out the door and God says, no, 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 no. I got some more work, but you just worship so I can free you. I can lift your spirit while you're in here and people will look at you and want to know what you have. And so when you finally get freed, you'll bring souls with you. Whew. I feel God in here. Ah. So when do you use this currency? You use it. When you're in dark places, here's number two, pastor, when I use it, you use it when you're heavy, you ready? 
Samuel chapter 16, verse 22. Samuel chapter 16, verse 22. It says this, then Saul sent to Jesse saying, please let David stand before me for he has found favor in my sight. And so it was whenever the spirit from God was upon Saul. David would take a harp and play with his hand and Saul would become refreshed and well and the distressing spirit would depart from him. So whenever you're heavy, worship will lift your spirits. Come on, you understand Isaiah? Isaiah says, I want to say it's Isaiah 23. He says that God will give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. There is the, the exchange that when you are heavy, listen, I want you to hear me by the spirit of God, that when you are heavy, fight like you have never fought before to step out of that by worshiping. Because see, heaviness comes on you guys, and heaviness sometimes you're like, all I want to do is just lay in the bed, and I'm just going to cry, or I'm just going to do this. Come on, can, can I be real? Y'all ready? If you're drinkers, you're going to like, I'm just going to get a drink, and I'm just going to give me a drink. If you're weed smokers, you go to get your weed. Come on, don't look at me like that. Come on, get, you, you get free. I want, let's be honest about it, okay? You, uh, let's be honest about it. But if you can push past that desire and go to the fact that, God, you have never failed me. God, you are faithful. Yeah, God, you are a resource, my resource and my source. It's not working out good for me right now, I feel like. But what I know of you is that you're not going to let me fall. You're not, you see, that kind of thing, and if you do that long enough, Next thing you know, you were down here and you were up here. And then people say, I just came by to see you. I heard you was down, but you look fine. You could just say, I've been worshiping. <laughs> you look like you are walking and skipping on top of the world. Yeah, because I've been worshiping. And when I'm heavy. See, that's why worship music plays a huge part. But like I said before, we got to make sure we're listening to the right stuff. Because some of the worship music that's out there now. It's kind of like swiping on social media. Talking about how, how, how good I am and, and I'm this and I'm a winner and I'm all of this. You can't play those songs when you're heavy. Look how y'all looking. Y'all like, what you mean, Pastor? Ain't that supposed to encourage you? Let's, let's just be honest. When you swiping, when you're already down on yourself, feeling like life ain't going good, I should be further along, and then all the people you follow put out their best days. And then you start comparing their best days to your worst day. Yeah, same thing about those songs. But we got to hear the faithfulness of God. Come on, that he'll fight for me. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Those kind of things that the king of glory will come in. When we start listening to those songs, those songs ministers to our spirit. I'm a winner. Really ministers to our mind and our flesh. Y'all not listen, because when you when you don't have everything you feel like you should have, when the devil seems to be running rush out over your life, relationships falling apart. Come on, deals falling. You don't feel like a victor then. 
So what you got to reach for is that currency of worship that says, God, I ain't going to give up because last time I almost gave up. My foot well not slipped, but I remembered God. Come on here. I almost let go, but I remembered the Lord. And that's when your burdens lift. Come on. Y'all with me? I feel God. I don't know why I feel like this right here today. I feel so free. Listen. When you're heavy, worship. Okay, here's number, here's number three. This is my last one. Here's number three. First one I gave you, when do you use currency? You use it when you're in dark places. You use it, number two, when you're heavy. Number three, look, you use it when you're desperate. And sometimes I feel like some of the best worship, the best moments of, of being set free from a thing come, comes from desperate times. The cry is deeper. <laughs> the expectation of God is greater. You know what I'm saying? The wail that we give him when we open our mouths and worship comes from a deeper place when we're desperate. So let's look at this. Let's look at Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15 and verse, I'm going to start reading at verse 21. Here's what it says. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. Now listen to these words. Listen to these words. Have mercy upon me. Okay. That's a worship. That's a praise. Because it says you got, you got something that I don't. Okay. O Lord, son of David. So now we're talking about his spiritual position. And we also talk about his earthly position. Here's what she says. Then she gives him the problem. My daughter is severely demon possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came to him, came and urged him, saying, send her away. For she cries out after us. After all, women and men were not supposed to be talking. But this woman was so desperate that she was like, bump all y'all. Y'all daughter ain't got ain't that ain't going on at your house. What's going on in my house? Bump all y'all. I need Jesus. And the disciple says, send her away. She cries out. But he answered and said, Jesus finally responds to her. And he says, I was not sent except to the lost sheep. Of the house of Israel. It's a racial lines now. Okay. Then. Listen. When Jesus. Basically says to her. It ain't really my time to talk to y'all yet. The Bible says. It says she came. And worshipped him. I love it. Why didn't the text say. From the beginning. When she cried out to him, why didn't the text say at the top of this? Come on, Matthew, bro. Why didn't you say that then that the woman worshiped Jesus and said, uh, have mercy upon me. Oh, Lord, son of David. Because that was honor, but it wasn't worship. Because remember now, worship, I told you at the beginning of this is a posture of the heart. So 
She understood who she was, who he was, and greeted him as such. But when it seemed like she wasn't making any headway, she became increasingly desperate and she worshiped him. The word worship right there is the word uh, proskuneum, which means to kiss toward. It gives the picture of a dog lapping or licking his master's hand that you're the best thing I've ever had. You're my best friend. And the Bible says that she got down. She changed her position. That's what I'm saying. When you get desperate and we worship from a desperate position, Here's, here's what here's what she worshiped him. And she said, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. But even the little dogs can eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. She says, listen, I'm not getting ready to get mixed up in all of this. Uh, uh, these 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 cultural lines. And I can't I, because I'm not a Jew. You know, she was uh, she was a, a, a Seraphonician woman. She was from Seraphath, I believe. And so she said, I want to get up in all of that. She said, you can call me a dog all you want to. I'm OK with that. But I got enough sense to know that you are the master. <laughs> and if I'm a dog, <laughs> I can just get the crumbs that come from the master's table and crumbs is going to change my whole situation. It was the worship that got Jesus attention. When she worshiped him, he said, wait a minute, hold tight. He said, it's not my time to start talking to y'all because she's basically a Gentile. Okay. I, I come from the lost sheep. Of, I come from the lost sheep of Israel. And as Matthew tells this story, when you read Matthew, Matthew's writing is to the Jews who have been converted or those who are being converted to follow Christ. So this is his this is Matthew's whole bit here. That Jesus hadn't come for anybody just yet, except the Jews. But when she started worshiping, he says, hold on, because worship lifts limitations. I'm preaching good. And she said, uh, Jesus answered and said, oh, woman, great is your faith. Huh? Because saints. If you had not heard, worship and faith are kin. When you're in dark situations and in desperate situations and in heavy situations, the reason you worship is because you know that I have faith in my God and I start declaring who he is because I believe in who he is. And Jesus says, let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Saints, what I'm telling you, that's just, that's just the three I'm going to give you today. It's a million others. Pastor, you're going to go tell us that we need to be worshiping in good times? Do I have to? <laughs> do, do I have to? Okay, here's the text. The text says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Because worship in all times is going to take your will because you're not going to always feel like it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah worship him at all times and his praises the text says shall continually be in my mouth so that's that but I want you to reach for in dark places when it seems like I don't have enough when you're heavy 
when I can't get up, I'm just tired, Lord. Come on, or when you're desperate. If you don't come through right here, I'm just not going to make it. Worship then. It's easy for me to tell you when worship when it's all going good. It's easy for me to tell you that when you find $100, you go, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Look at the Lord. When you get favor somewhere and when you get a blessing somewhere and amazing discount, that's easier for you than it is for you to say. I'm stressed out. David says, my son's trying to kill me. But I will lift up my eyes to the hills. After all, he says, where did my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. So who made heaven and earth? So I'll start worshiping right then. See, the shift happens. Uh, okay. So this currency of worship brings forth the presence of God. And when the presence of God comes, things change. People change. Destinies change. Conditions change. Even when situations don't. Conditions change. I want to encourage you this morning that you reach for worship. I want to encourage you. Don't let depression creep in without you pushing it out with worship. Because y'all, it will. Let's just be real. It happens. Don't let frustration creep in and it festers and sit there. Don't let bitterness come into your life without you reaching for the currency of worship if you say to me it just seems like it's something always happening to me and I would tell you then you should always be reaching for the currency of worship let me pray for you father in Jesus name I thank you this morning that we have a currency with you that allows us to give you <laughs> what's already due to you your worship but in exchange you give us your presence and we know that when your presence comes in things change we realize that you told Moses that he couldn't look at your face and live and so if he if man can't look at you and live then our problems don't stand a chance when you come in the room our worries don't stand a chance when you come in the room and so, Lord, I ask today that you would surround us with your glory as we lift up worship and praise to you, as we declare your worthiness, as we declare that you're good, that you're faithful, that you're just, that you're loving, that you're forgiving, that you're mighty, all-powerful. Let your presence overwhelm the rooms, the cars, the offices, or wherever we are. And I pray, God, that when you step in, that my brothers and sisters as they are listening today, that they give you room to stretch out. We give you honor and glory 
and praise for your faithfulness this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all, I hope you learned something today. And I pray that you would go back and listen to the first, uh, the first part of this sermon. Uh, so this would be, uh, this is Kingdom Currency Part 3B. Okay, last week will be 3A, I guess. But I want to encourage you and let you know that the Lord is close to you. And just like he did for Jehoshaphat, when we praise, he'll fight for us. When we praise, he'll work it out. He'll go before us. That's who he is and that's what he does. Listen, if you're here today and you need to get connected to Christ-centered church, I want to give you an opportunity to do do that. But first, I want to give you an opportunity to get connected to the body of Christ. They're going to put the information in the chats and that information is going to give you an opportunity to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The way we do it here, there's a number for you to text. You'll text that number. You're going to text the word new life to that number. It'll send over to our team. Our team will respond right back to you. And they want the opportunity to touch base with you, to show you in the word real quick what it means to receive Christ and how we do that. And then you'll pray the prayer of salvation and we will walk with you as you grow in the Lord. You can do that today. That's where it starts. Pure worship starts at the door and Jesus Christ is the door. Also, if you're here today and you want to join Christ in the church, you can do that by texting uh, the word connect to the number and they'll take you through all the information and uh, plug you into the next steps to be a member of Christ Center Church. I'd love to be your pastor. I really do. I think you're dope. So today it's an absolute pleasure to minister the word and to pray with you and pray over your family, your children as they go back to school. So as I dismiss you, some of you for the first week of school that's coming up tomorrow, I want to dismiss you and declare that you are ambassadors of Christ, that you leave this place to seek and to save that which is lost. I declare in Jesus' name that everything your hands touch will prosper and every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon you shall possess. I declare in Jesus' name that you're above only and not beneath. You're the head and not the the tail. On your job, favor waits for you. You are not the problem, but you're the solution to the problem. I declare that your home is established in peace. I declare money comes to you, but not just money, the wisdom to handle it, the wisdom to manage it. I declare in Jesus' name that your home is established in peace. I declare that you are whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus, in your marriage, in your single life, whole, healthy, satisfied in the Lord Jesus. And the blessing of the Lord be upon you. Wholeness, benefit, prosperity, and peace. May it be your portion both now and forever. Go in peace and the God of peace goes with you. Hey, I love you. Have an amazing week. It's going to be easy. It's going to be fluid. And all things are going to work together for your good. I'll see you later. 
You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today. Oh,